from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. I think he's lying. I told you to enjoy your biscuit. No, I got one bite in. I'm good. I'm good for at least five minutes. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, broadcasting live this morning at the beautiful Polo Grounds, otherwise known as Fishhawk Sporting Clays. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Nice, cool breeze coming in this morning. Had a little bit of fog. I will warn you that if you are planning on going down 301 and then cutting over at Rodine, don't do it because it's closed. <laughs> okay. So then they're going to make you go to the lovely uh, area known as Panther Trace. And you get to cut through Panther Trace and go 35 miles an hour through there. And then when you hit uh, the Boyette Road type thing, then you can kind of, you know, uh, speed up I wasn't a little wor- bit. I'll just say this. I wasn't worried. But well, that was the way, sitting, you know. Sitting here for 20 minutes before anybody else got here, I was like, yeah, I got a we, text. Were we <laughs> supposed to be here today? Are you here? here? What's the deal? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, you're, I, you're, you're not on there, buddy. You're, you're, why aren't you on? Uh, no, you're not on. Hang on a second. Uh, I thought we checked all the headsets, but apparently uh, we knew that one was going to be for you, so we turned it off. Yeah, that is messed up, but that's that's just what we do. Let's see here. Try that, now. That's messed up, man. Are you on? I yeah. think so. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I can do you not? Do you not hear yourself? A little bit. Okay. Well, then you're fine. Well, yeah. so just shutty. So uh, anyway, uh, joining us this morning, of course, is uh, Jonathan Swindle, and filling in for uh, Bill George. It took two of them. We had to bring Carlos in, and then we had to bring George Snyder in. Of course, he's the other. Part of GMB Gator gear. You got it right. The power, and the power behind the heart. He actually yeah. is. I see. I see this George more than I see Bill George. Yeah, yeah. Whenever he's dropping off stuff, George is like the uh, the workhorse of the whole deal. He's the one that makes everything, ships everything, keeps everything in order. Because you he's, know, Bill doesn't keep anything in order. No, uh, there's no order. George is the one who gets crap done. Bill's like, oh yeah, man, I'll drop it off. Don't worry about it. And then here comes George. Walking in with his boxes, walking in with his box of hooks and his stuff and everything else. And then uh, he's like, as you can see, he's very talkative. Yeah, he's a chatterbox, man. He's a chatterbox. Are you here, George? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. (laughs) You got to give the man a second answer. (laughs) Just checking. It's going to be a lively show today. Uh, We got got Harpo over here to my left. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, you'll just get a a little horn honk. But uh, George, of course, uh, we brought him uh, over because skater season is right around the corner. And I'm seeing more and more people, newbies, posting as they always do every year. I want to go this year. How do I do it? I want to go this year. How do I do it? And I go, well, first off, maybe you should listen to the show because we <laughs> go over this uh, probably more than once a year. There's a tag system. There is a tag system, and it has to be done in a certain way. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. So we'll get George to run that down. But the reason why we're out here today is Trinity Sportsman's Ministry is holding their sporting clay event today. 
And everybody's uh, showing up, getting everything ready. Two kayaks given away this year. Nice. It's getting better every year. I got two big old boys given away. They're all setting up all the prizes and everything because, of course, they have raffles and all the goodies and all that kind of good stuff oh, going on here. So they're, they're already pretty camouflaged too. They look. I Just like that. Put a little black paint on, and that's it. Black paint. It's yeah, it's little, little it's of, it's nice the way it is. Little, Why do you got to mess stuff? A little bit of stripes, man. That way you could tell yours apart from somebody else's. Okay, sure. Customize. Yeah, man, customize. Oh, my gosh. you seen Jonathan's truck. It's you customized, own a Glock? man. Do you own a Glock? Negative. See, if you own a Glock, then you can customize I it. I got a Mossberg. Mossberg. You can't do anything to that. 500? Can't yeah. do anything to that. So maybe a, change the stock around. Oh, you can do a lot to that. I got a few things for it. No, you can't do much. Can't put an extension on it. Moving along. Okay. Okay. You and your paltry little. Did you bring the Mossberg today? Negative. The Beretta. You the, brought, one, the one that Bill beats me with. You every brought year. the Carlos beater. Why did yeah. you bring your wife beater? Why did you do that? Uh, because. Man. <laughs> First rule in a fighting is you don't give them a stick that to is beat so you with. The new name of your shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> the but, Carlos beater. I'm glad you like it, Jonathan. I'm no, glad. the white. We said the white. Beater. The white beater. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, Carlos. Uh, you know, brought the Beretta out to uh, out try to outshine everybody. Which you may do well today. Trying to help represent the Italians. I uh, I was going to bring my son out today as my ringer, but uh, he got invited to a big sleepover slash fishing slash uh, swim party and all that stuff. And since he's now the big 14, you know. Well, last year we got to go. Gotta last go. year the ringer was Dylan, wasn't it? Yeah, we had Dylan in last year. Yeah. I think he might show up today. Yeah, he shot better with my shotgun as well. <laughs> Just pointing that out. I know Bill will enjoy it. He's laughing right now in Pennsylvania. Well, what was really funny is I was prepping my son. I said, uh, you're going to come out and shoot? He's like, yeah, I'd like to come shoot. And I was like, well, I need you to use Carlos's gun. Thanks. <laughs> because Thanks. that seems to be the winner. Now, you know, you're the only out. one that wasn't getting on me, now he's getting on me. Now. Uh, you know, I'm not going to beat on you because uh, you got today. You got no pressure. I'm not going to pressure you. Jonathan, of course, can't hit the side of a barn, so we're all good. <laughs> Let's I done just, told you, well, I, well, clays don't taste well, good. Well, 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 that's that's true. True. He's the archery guy, man. So that's true. No, I tell people this all the time. When it comes to shooting clays or doing it, targets are wonderful, but I can't eat targets. Yeah, well, There's a different mentality. We've is. talked about this on the show. There is a different mindset when you are taking the life of a dove or something and you know that you're going to ingest it later <clears> as <throat> opposed to – you know, messing around with a bunch of guys, just you know, shooting. You're shooting not telling clothes. me anything I don't know. Uh, years ago, I I had uh, was in between jobs, and we were duck hunting, and I was taking ducks with one shell because yeah. shells were very expensive, and I was 100% focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this last time you went, you got a job. You get to go to Disney World whenever you want. You know, your daughter's doing great in her job. You got a hot wife sitting at home, mm-hmm. and you're missing ducks left and right. That's what happens, man. Maybe you, know? you need to maybe you need to starve yourself a little bit. No, you no, got to get just, that incentive. No, I think may, maybe it's just I'm a little, you know, um, but not as focused. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, yeah, you you know, know. Now you don't have to worry about too much. I'm just glad Bill's not here. That's it. Okay? <laughs> in the story, thanks for listening. We appreciate you tuning in. Uh, now, George, are you going to shoot today? Yeah. What'd you bring? Uh, Beretta Browning. Beretta Browning. A Browning. Oh, a browning? Gold gold hunter. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. What choke did you put in it? Do you know? 
It's uh, modified. Modified? Yeah. I couldn't okay. find my other choke rings. I was going to put an improved cylinder in it. But. Why would you put improved? Improved modified, maybe. Well, Where, these are, some of these shots are pretty kind of far. That's what for I, an improved that's what I cylinder. Him, I brought the twenty gauge. Over Ooh, he's going down. He's going down today. Over What'd under. you bring? Brought the standard. Brought the one I always bring. The train killer. Uh, he can use anything. He can use I a slingshot. I brought the Winchester. I brought the old uh, beater Winchester, man. Listen. I, Modified I mean, barrel, I'm gonna, no we're gonna do some video today. What I'm going to do some video today, I'm going to hand him my 20-gauge and let him have the 12-gauge and do kind of the old, you know, yeah, right. each hand. Don't want to hit jack crap with no, that. Listen, I, I I make a lot of fun and all that, but I, I, I don't know. Braden's probably one of the best shooters I've seen. No I mean, way. He, I suck. I mean, he, he can be talking to the, the kid from um, the Boy Scouts, and he's, you know, razzing them, and then all of a sudden pull, and boom, boom. Okay. What you do? 40? Are they here today? Yeah. Yeah, Are the Boy Scout guys yeah, here today? They said we'll have 200 people here today. Oh, that's good. That's good. That'll be a lot of fun today. It's uh, I know the guys are out here getting everything set up and all that stuff, but, you know, typical. You know, we don't get to get out. You know, they leave at, what, uh, 8-ish so, 8 30, 9-er, whatever yeah, they're fun. doing. Mm -hmm. So whenever we get off the air, we have to, like, pile into something and then scramble. At 10. Uh, yeah, we get off at 10 and we start. You, so we got, like, 20 minutes to do the entire course. You, 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 <laughs> the whole well, course. Hey, last year that didn't stop us. No, or the year we before, the last time. record. The last yeah. Well, I didn't get to shoot last time. You guys did with Dylan. But um, if you want to call that shooting, the, I call that, like, breakneck speed. Actually, that's the way to do it. You remember, you know, remember when speed golf was the thing? You show up with like three clubs, and you, you know, you try to get in nine holes in like an hour. And we should, we should start, you know, the the speed course for uh, sporting clays. We can start a whole new. We can start a whole new I, I trend. <clears throat> I basically call it uh, ejecting shells. Really? Yeah. Just putting some perfume in the air and injecting shell, ejecting yep, shells. A little smoke in the air, and that's about it. Now, Bill, uh, George, i got to ask you, when was the last time you came out and actually did some sporting clays? Never. Ne this is my first. first Never? Time. Yep. Are you going to push your glasses up, please? I need them to look down. No, but I mean when you're out shooting. Can you, you know, get them up there where you know? because we're a team here, man. we got to you know, at least try. I um, won't need glasses Listen, we're, we're going. Oh, you don't? You're good. good. You're good. We're going for the lowest score. We <laughs> usually get it every year, so just. Then why are we even trying? Why are we even trying? What, what is he? No, is he telling him he wants him to get the lowest score? No, no, no. He's no, trying to not. set somebody up. He's mind the gaming last the man, one, dude. I'm just saying, it's in. like you're trying. It's kind of like you're trying to set the man up to fail here. No, He's mind gaming no, 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 you, man. He's no, mind gaming you, George. No. Don't take it. Uh, it's okay, man. We're, you're you supposed know, to build teammates up. We all I mean. bring Braden down, so don't. Yeah, that's fine. I'm all good. I don't care. Are you using buckshot this year? For the sporting clays event? No. Whatever they give you? Whatever they give us. Really? We'll just make sure you get some duck loads or I, something. Did, I, I'm going to yeah. do better this year because I, I lied. I didn't bring the Beretta. I have a blunder bus. <laughs> and I got That'll so be good for close range. Pull them both at the same I, time, I, please. I got, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got forks and knives and all sorts of stuff. So, when, you know, they, they Bolts, propel, marbles, <laughs> handful Carlos, of dirt. Carlos is going to be that guy that walks up there every time and goes, okay, I want, I want you to pull them. Why is that, sir? Because I want to see exactly where they cross <laughs> each other at the same time. So I can just yeah. fill the sky with all kinds of debris. So I can time it just right. I got my eye patch, you know. Nice. <laughs> so in, in, in well, if you, uh, if you are so inclined to come out today, uh, if you're uh, not on a team, you can always head out this way and join us. Uh, we have lunch later on this afternoon. 
It'll be a good time, of course, with all the raffles and the drawings and the giveaways. Showing up for that alone is, is a great thing because there's all kinds of great and fabulous prizes. We'll talk a little bit later on about it once we get the list of the goodies. We'll let you know what's going to be in the, uh, in the giveaway pile. But right now, these guys are all running around trying to get things scrambled and getting started. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We are broadcasting live out of Fishhawk Sporting Clays out in beautiful Boyette, off Boyette Road down here. What is this area called again? I'll never get it right. Lithia. Lithia. Waimama. North of Waimama. South of Lithia. Right in the middle. Sounds good to me. All right. We're going to take a fast one. We'll be right back. Everybody, it is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live this morning out at the Fishhawk Sporting Clays Sporting. What do we call this? Arena? Maybe? Arena? That would be a good one. I call it a little slice. Is of that it. open yet? Is, is the new, uh, new uh, clubhouse thing open yet? Pavilion. I can't hear you, what? Pavilion. Pavilion? What? What is a pavilion? That's a pavilion. That is? I think so. I thought it was the, uh, the what do they call that? The golf thing. Sports shop. What do they call that thing? Pro shop. Pro shop. Yeah, I thought that was the pro shop deal. Yeah. Well, if we're there, that's the unpro shop. Yeah, looks nice. I like it. It looks good. I'm telling you, you're driving out here this morning, man, more and more. Gee, many cricket, man. Can they build more subdivisions out here? Seriously? Any Anywhere they can find an open piece of land. I'm telling you. And, uh, of course, when that happens, uh, some of the wildlife uh, seems to uh, not know what to do with itself. I know there was a story this past week, a couple of gator encounters, where we had one that was in a pool and had to be uh, removed out of there. Uh, But one of them I heard uh, this past week that I thought was pretty exciting, since we were kind of talking about it last week, Maybe we should bring it up with the FWC. Did you see the one where the bear decided to go through the screened-in porch and decide what to bear? take a dip in the – Yeah, I know. It's, I think it's we the, don't have bears in the I state. I think it's the only bear left. Where was it? Left in the state of Florida. I think it's the God, only sounding, one. I've been hanging around freaking Bill so long now I'm starting to sound like it. Yeah, in downtown Lakeland? In downtown Lakeland? No. They, they have the swan infestation down in Lakeland. So well, no. we, well, they had a turkey, but it passed away. Uh, just the one? Yeah. The, no, the bear was uh, uh, relaxing, came through, ripped uh, through the screen, and came out, did a little swim, and uh, uh, decided to lay out by the pool, dry off a little bit, get a little sun, in a place where I don't really normally uh, associate with bears. It was down in Naples. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that there's a lot of them that are still hang out down around the Everglades area and stuff like that, so maybe this boy decided to wander over to the well, Golden <clears throat> Gate Estate. Well, since since uh, since there's I know no... Exa- and you know what sad is? Golden uh, Gate Estate. You know what, you, I hey, know Mom, exactly where that is. Mom, we're going to move you into a really nice place, you know, just before you die. It's called Golden Gate Estate. Well, there's no food left in the Everglades, so they've got to look for something, you know? I I he guess. Is, pythons. big and healthy. Yeah, you know, all the pythons have taken care of everything. So. probably eat a couple pythons. Right. Yeah, well, the, the lady recalled, she said that uh, she went out on her pool deck and it was being wet. And she was wondering what was going on. And then she saw this bear hanging around and uh, decided, 
Well, well, and then later on, uh, before while she called FWC and everybody else, the bear just went out, kind of wandered around a little bit. But now that he made a hole in the screen, you know, he came back in and you know had a little cut through right there. So that was his new den. Yeah, well, it's yeah, a new place well, to go take a dip and uh, hang out for the like, day. Look, I have my own private pond. Like, yeah, like Jonathan said, oh, there's no bears in the state. But then again, in the one weekend, I, they took they took. What they was taking a week, right? Was oh like no! Well, three hundred something bears, four hundred bears. We went over the quota in less than twenty four hours. I mean, it was it was literally. Uh, we need another bear hunt. I won't. I won't <clears> confirm <throat> or deny this, but let's just say that some of the folks that I know up there in North Florida, a couple of the officers, the quota was the what we call, and I've said this before on the show. What I call we call shooting light is thirty minutes after sunrise. And one of the guys told me that probably within an hour and 30 minutes of shooting, legal shooting light, they had hit the the quota. Pretty much. Wow. And this is no, and the the scary the scary part about this, and if Bill's here, we would argue this, you know, because we always like to argue about things like this, is this is a hunt that happened with no bait, no, I mean, straight up regular hunt. <laughs> You know, no dogs, no, no running, no, no nothing, no, no nothing. These, that's what I said. These were all those nuisance uh, bears that have been sitting around tearing up feeders for so many years, so long, and ranchers and guys who own hunting leases and all that stuff. As soon as they said "boo," go do it. They already knew exactly where they were and where they were going to be. Well, and, that's and got them over with and got it done. Where you're talking about with that bear, a lot of our friends that we have in the Cattlemen Association and everything else will tell you. There are more bears. It's a. <laughs> it's kind of like King Kong versus Godzilla in some of the places down there because they said the bears and the panthers are fighting with each other. Oh, I'm so, sure. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, didn't, and just recently they had to euthanize a bear because they had nowhere to relocate it to here in the whole state of Florida. Isn't that sad? It's like uh, everybody. It's, so, it's like when they come in, they want to build a prison in a neighborhood. It's like not here. You're going to build it somewhere, but you're not. You're not going to build it here. Yeah, but that goes to show you. It, if they can't relocate one bear, what does that mean? That means it's so overpopulated that they can't even put one in Ocala or anywhere else. Or that yeah. there's uh, the vast majority of people that are living out like here that weren't here a year ago are now sitting here going, uh, well, you know what? Uh, we can't dump it out there because we have all this new growth and all these new houses and they don't have bear-proof garbage cans and things like that, so we can't do that. Well, pick a spot in Florida and tell me where else besides the Everglades or Ocala where you can go dump a bear. Outside of Tallahassee, where where you can't do it in Pensacola, you can't do anywhere like that. What about over in Bluntstown? Oh, we got plenty of them. So maybe you can spare some room I'm and at, stick another I'm trying one to there. I'm trying to educate as many of them as I can with those one-and-done feeders, but that's, you know. Move along. Just move along, little bear. You I've ain't got, getting nothing in here. You're oh, all no, good. I've got them. Shoot. They come in there like the deer and the hogs and all that now and know that, okay, you get your portion just like everybody else. Right. Oh, and wow, then, really? And then get on and get oh, on dude, out of here. I've got pictures. I've told them a hundred times I've got pictures of one that he just finally gave, like, gave up. I'm, you broke I'm, his will. I'm bad. I'm like, I'm the I'm the bully on the block now. Like, I went out there the other day, and I was telling Braden and Bill this the other day on the show. He had knocked the strap off, so the feeder had fell off the tree. Well, I set the feeder up. My nephew was with me 
service in the feeders, and I'm like yelling out into the woods, hey, dummy, eight and five. That's your feed times, eight and five. Ocho. You don't have to tear it up. Ocho and cinco. You don't have to tear it up. It'll turn on by itself, and you'll get to munch a little bit, and then Probably move on. sleep next to it, you know. I don't oh, know. he lays in front of it. That's I don't fun. know. George, you, uh, would you uh, jump in on a bear hunt, or were you going to just not participate well, I, at all? I did last year. I I got a, um, the last hunt. I got a license, and, and you didn't go and get yeah. one. I didn't see one. No. Nope. Where did no you one. go? Uh, Green Swamp area. Green Swamp. Now, what yeah. made you think that there was going to be plenty of bears in Green Swamp that you were going to get all froggy? Just a place to go hunt. That was it. <laughs> yeah. Just to say you participated. Yeah. Just to donate a hundred bucks to the cause. But this Good year, for you. they're they're looking at this year having tags or, you know. And, Which uh, they should have done in the first place. Yeah. You know, so you don't have everybody going out there at one time killing everything and then then ending a season. That they'll stretch the season out a little more. Got to give them more time, and then that yeah. way uh, as they kill them and bag them and tag them, and then they can call it in and say, look, one was taken here, one was taken there. And then that way uh, they can have the numbers primed and ready to go. That was the problem with the first one. It was just a free-for-all. And uh, we're going to sell this many tags, in. and then oh wait, I would like to know how many tags they sold. How much money that did that generate? That was quite a bit of money. I think mm. there was uh, there was a lot of people involved in that. Did you buy one? No, I didn't buy one. Did you, Jonathan? Mm-mm. No, because I didn't have a place to go, and me, I wasn't yeah, going to go sit out and do nothing in Green Swamp with George. No, me neither. I, you know, <laughs> if I had a, if I had a, if I had a place, yeah, I, w- I would sit out there looking at crows all day. So if somebody's listening and they do it again, just give us a call. We'll, yeah. we'll buy. I'll buy one. Well, you know, yeah. there's one down in Naples ready to be taken out of this, out of the, uh, out of the pool. That'd be easy to do. Well, and it's like, like I said, if Bill was here, we would argue about this. But that was my whole gripe about the whole hunt in general was, okay, you can't bait them, you can't do any of this other stuff. Well, you, well, you shouldn't be able to hunt them over bait. Well, there's a reason. Canada, North Carolina, all these places they hunt them, a lot of the places they allow them to bait the bears is because then you can control it a little bit better on what kind of bear you shoot, how big a bear you shoot. I mean. But also it's about numbers. Your reason that you have us out there and you have us do it is to kill a certain amount of them and remove them. So it shouldn't matter what the, the means is that you do it. If the end result is removing the bear that you wanted removed then what's the big deal fair chase shouldn't be involved in that whatsoever because it's kind of like uh, nuisance tags for an alligator or nuisance tags for a doe or deer hogs or hogs or anything else like that are you are you trying to manage that or are you trying to remove that because that's the way you have to look at it and then with those bears they were trying to remove them they weren't trying to uh you know just make hunters happy how many years has it been since the hunt Three, three years. Uh, four. It was About three, three or four. four, right? Yeah. Because so, uh, so they, they should be starting to populate up again. I'm sure those oh, three, yeah, four hundred no, are okay, back. Okay, yeah. After like what two months after the hunt was over, they're like, oh well, we were a little bit off on our numbers, and uh, oh, they were way off on we, the numbers. We said there was only three thousand bears in the state. Yeah, there's, there's six thousand, like yeah. seven, yeah, something <laughs> well, crazy like that. Well, and it's funny because you know when we were talking about this, we're talking about using hunters. That Common Core math. Sorry. Using hunters to control the population is what you're doing. They're going in as an incentive saying you can go, you can get a tag, you can go do your thing. 
please remove this many bears, and then we're done for the season. It's not about giving them an, a year-round opportunity or anything like that. I mean, you can look at it a certain way. And I'll tell you, we've, we talked about this uh, a year or two ago, and the story just came out again this week that the National Park Service is now calling for volunteers to come in and kill buffaloes. I'm in. I'm in. Now, I thought that was pretty neat. And I'll, I'll even bring the lever action. That way it's, you know, what? Pre- pretty accurate. More you know? cowboy-ish? Yeah. There you go. Western. Western. Well, then we'll give you a 30-pound bow whittled out of a piece of willow, and you can get on a horse with no saddle. Give me, wh- give me whatever. Yeah, go to it. talk his butt off with a spear or whatever. Whatever. We'll talk more about it when we get back from break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors broadcasting live out here at Fishhawk Sporting Clays for the Trinity Minister uh, Trinity Sportsman's, Sportsman's Ministries uh, shoot today. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be here. Outdoors, Braden Gun, Jonathan Swindle, Carlos, the Cuban Redneck Lopez, and George Snyder, the brains behind GB Gator Gear, uh, is filling in for uh, George while Bill George while he's up in I Pennsylvania. Told, I said messing this. Messing around with turkey still. Said this when we were off the air, but I said it's like watching the longest yard live with Chris Berman and the other dude in the booth. Okay, Bob, when I bring you in, don't be afraid to talk to the So give and take, man. Give and take, George. George, give and take. Got to do it. Uh, during the break, we were also continuing our conversation about the bars in the state of Florida. But now, George, you were saying that they are possibly thinking about another one and maybe doing a, a tag system yeah. like uh, with gators. Yeah. So you'd have to apply, or would you pay, or would you have to put in, or how would you, you would think apply. it would be done? You would apply and then pay for your permit when you got selected. So it's not going to cost you five bucks to get into the lotto? I really do don't know. They haven't got all the details out on it yet. They're right. They might be keeping it on the wraps. They're teases. I mean, it's not that way with alligators, of course, but uh, with with certain quota hunts, there is a fee involved up front where you have to kind of like get into the lottery kind of mm-hmm. sort of say. but There's an application fee. Right. App- well, application fee. Yeah. yeah. It's all done online. Third application yeah that takes forever but uh if they're going to do one when would they announce that because would it be a fall are you hearing that it might be a fall hunt or a spring hunt i don't know what well what the it might be like last time where they kind of was hush hush and they kind of pushed it through because yeah. if not the opposition is just going to be ridiculous but that was a fall that was a fall hunt correct yeah, yeah. i mean that was uh right before or right after it was during general gun so it was, you know, after everything, it was still a little cool. I would assume that they would do that that way. That way there's no disparity or anything like that when it comes to uh, having sows with with uh, babies and stuff like that in the springtime. Yeah. But black bears in the state of Florida, 
don't they mate year round? They're not like the bears up north. There's not a they certain the season or a hibernation. Season, you know. So it's like axis deer. You know, axis deer here in the state of Florida, they breed all year round. Uh, they they don't. You know, there's not a rut per se. There's like, not like, a, They're more like humans. Exactly. Yeah. If the bar's open, ding ding. Let's go see. What I'll have a. I'll have a. Do- I'll have a double. <laughs> I'll those, have a double. See what those chicks are doing over Hello. there. See if anybody's in season right ha- now. Happy hour. Happy hour, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> you chicks not in season, you guys could go hang out by the pool. Yeah. Uh, go see the rooster. It would be interesting, but I think that I would predict that it would probably be a fall hunt like the last time. Yeah, you would expect it to be. Right. Spring would be too controversial, out, out I think. Out of bounds, out of bounds. Well, yeah, I don't think that uh, – because I know in some states they actually do allow, you know, spring bear hunts, you know, trying to catch them. And then, of course, uh, when they – uh, they get a little miffy and they get a little mad. Uh, the aunties are like, this is not fair. This bear is, you know, just came out of hibernation. He's just doing what bears do. and He's skinny. Yeah, you know, he's not worth anything, so why are you doing it? And, again, it's not – if they're doing those kinds of things, it's mostly because they're trying to keep the numbers down. It's more of a predation um, kind of thinning out the herd. Exactly. And so we were talking a little bit before the break about the buffalo hunt. I mean, buffalo. I mean, and I know that a couple of years ago they, they talked about this, and I don't know how many people I volunteered for it. I was like, <laughs> I'd love to go get one if somebody's going to help me drag all that meat off of there. That's, that's the only downfall when it comes to shooting buffalo. I've watched those guys try to get out there and. But. Take two days to take a moose out of there. <laughs> I can only imagine how long it would take uh, a couple can we of drive. Years. Can we drive, please? Yeah. Can we bring <laughs> four-wheelers for that? But the, uh, if you're interested, the National Park Service is looking for volunteers to assist in uh, killing hundreds, not a couple of dozen, not a few 50, but hundreds. What state? Sweet. I can try out my what, new winch for the Arctic. What state? Arizona's Grand Canyon National Park off the North Rim. They want to kill hundreds of bison off of there. Road trip. Big and wild road trip. In cooperation with the Arizona Fish and Game Department, they posted on their website that they are seeking skilled individuals in bison removal. I think that uh, applies. Applications open to the public at 12 a.m. local time on May 3rd. Is this so, is this free? or Through 11.59 on May 4th. So you basically have one day to get in, volunteer, get your name in the hat, all that kind of good stuff. Wow. Open to the open to anybody. It's open to the general public. So you can do what you want to. Uh, in the accompanying announcement details the work and qualifications for the <laughs> uh, they're saying that uh, you need to be a good shot. You need to be able to uh, do what they got to do. You got to make sure that you don't um, don't uh, mess with anything out there sort of say that's one of the reasons why they're trying to thin out the buffalo is because they're actually doing destroying the habitat just destroying vegetation destroying uh, archaeological sites and uh they want to uh try to thin the herd down on the north because rim. guess what folks they're a buffalo they don't oh wait we can't go guys come here come here guys you can't walk over there you're gonna trample on some uh Fossils. Pre- prehistoric yeah. dirt. Yeah. You know, you come here. You might break a piece of pottery. But now, get this. This is the words that you love to hear come from the fish and game people. 
that the other side never wants to hear. Reducing the size of the herd will protect the park's ecosystem, resources, and values. Uh, yeah, it's that that is an argument. We were, well, we were sitting here during the break and we were talking about all this stuff. And I always my my thing is Africa. Like I probably I have like you I've got several friends over there, and Carlos has met people. I'm sure George has met people through. I've got a buddy that's a PH over there that we've been texting for this past probably two weeks. I've texted with him more in the last two weeks than I have. Usually usually every month or so I'd get, hey, how you doing? How's, how's the family? You know, that kind of a deal. And they're over there right now. I mean, they're starving. Yeah. You know? and, they, and that's the argument that I use with people from the other side when they just start talking about places like that. Like I said about posting an elephant on – Somebody will post a, a famous person that goes over there and goes on an elephant hunt. Oh, well, I, why, why? Why are they shooting an elephant? And I'm like, well, let's break this down. First off, uh, there's the jobs that, that him pulling the trigger creates for all the villagers, for the PH, for just the trackers, a, a, everybody. the drivers. Plus the, they get to eat. The meat, the meat goes, I said, the meat does not come back. I said, so the meat goes to all the needy people over there that you see that the national geographics don't show you that, you know, and I said, thirdly, it protects not only the ecosystem because just like with those Buffalo, an elephant doesn't know, Oh wait, I can't eat that tree. Yeah. I can't do this. I'm not I supposed can't. to mess around over you there. Know. It's not just that elephants, not and, down trees. Well, and, <laughs> that tree ain't and coming you, back. And you, you bring them. Well, they, they're four legged bulldozers, just like the Buffalo. Sure. Are. Listen, and, they, they dig their tusks into the baobab trees and eat the, eat the inside. And they also try yeah. to drink the water from it. And they, yeah. they these trees are thousand years old. Yeah, and, they don't well, really, and you get, I mean, you, you get know, these, you get those situations over there drought. to where, there's only so much that they can support. And, and then they start dying a horrible like said, starvation yeah, death. It's like and, you said uh, about the ecosystem. Know, yeah, when they start eating bark, you know, because it's the dry season and and, and there's severe drought, they start eating the bark. Yeah, but you never see documentaries on that. And no, it gives no, them value. No. Uh, I wanted to continue on this because what they're going to do is they keep reducing the pool, the more people that enter. But eventually it's like any other lottery. They're going to actually get down to 25 applications. And then they're going to take 12 from there uh, to reduce the pool in a random lottery system. Now, here's what here's your qualifications. Volunteers must be U.S. citizens, 18 years or older, with a valid identification. Oh. What? what? Wait a second. What? I, yeah, you have to have you an ID. Moving on. Can you repeat that, please? You gotta, yeah, you got to have an, go Alex, gotta have an ID card. Really? You're you setting me off early this morning. Are, are we voting? Must be able to purchase and Stop pass it. a background investigation uh, with no criminal or wildlife violations, self-certify a high level of physical fitness ability, have a firearm safety certificate, and pass a marksmanship proficiency test, provide equipment, be available for the uh, entry of one of the assigned lethal removal operational periods. That is an awesome phrase. Yeah. I'm so stealing yeah. that. You know what that would? You know what they they need to do? Just call Pigman and Ted Nugent, and they'll take care of that in 15 from minutes. From helicopters. In 15 I was minutes. About to say. Lethal removal operational periods. I like that. That's what they call a hunting season. Uh, Park service employees are prohibited from volunteering because they know where all the good ones are. Yeah. Dude, for 100 bucks, I'll show you where the. I was about to say, <laughs> you know, for a fact, somebody. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, anyway, they're going to try to reduce their population. If you want more information, all you have to do is go to uh, hey, hey, Park the, Ranger, uh, come here. <laughs> Arizona Game and Fish Department. They got it right there. Arizona Grand Canyon National Park. Go out and get yourself a bison. It's all good. We're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We are broadcasting live at Fishhawk Ranch. Watching the sun come up. It's beautiful. We'll be right back. Outdoors. I do have something to add to that. What uh, the what? The, the buffalo, bison? The, the bison buffalo? thing. Yeah. I, just so happens that we're in process of working on something, seeing as my uncle has a uh, thousand-yard rifle range. So. So what? You can shoot a buffalo at a thousand yards. Yeah. You need some volunteer I have, buffaloes. I have, I have a place if they want to qualify. Air quotes that we can go. Uh, I think they're going to make them do it out there. They'll probably say. Well, I'm just you know, saying they have a place here in the state of Florida hey, that they bring, can go find out. They just can, bring the BMG, and that's it. So that'd be the way to. Hunt, I haven't man. told you about that. Take out a couple oh. in one shot. I haven't told you about oh. that. Have a, that'd be awesome. Uncle, I know. I've said. I told him last week, but we finally kind of we're working out all the details right now. So my uncle had a guy come in from the military, and they put a range up, and we're training people there. Unfortunately, he passed away from heart attack, which they're still doing some stuff with the government. Of course, certain people that are in the office are probably going to try to cut stuff like that out, but I'm not going to get into that conversation either. But uh, let's just say we're probably going to try to set something up where people can start going to a true 1,000-yard range. But you can only use a 22 LR. Not See yet. how good you really are. Bring the Marlin. See how good you really Lever, are. George, you bring, George, you bring the Ruger. Yeah. Bring the 1022. See if you can wing a few down there at a thousand yards. Let's just find out the distance on that. <sighs> That'd be quite an arch. Oh, speaking of the bison thing, just so the on the feel good side of it, not only are they going to go out and kill hundreds and hundreds of them, but they're also relocating uh, also hundreds of them to tribal lands that they're. Uh, Native Americans want them and bring them back to their tribal lands, which on a lot of those, guess what you get to go do? Hey, I got an idea. You get to go hunt them. I got, I got an so, idea. Uh, how about we get some of our bears and we trade them? A trade? Yeah. Good trade? I don't know uh, how bears will do uh, out in all Arizona. All I can but say is I know several <laughs> Apache folks that make a very, very, very good living every year for uh, mule deer and elk in New Mexico. <laughs> I, I had a buddy of mine that had a elk hunting place not far away from a couple of uh, reservations and every year his big problem wasn't poaching his problem was that the natives would come in and chase his elk herds onto their land yeah and then <laughs> once they're on their land then they get to sell the elk hunts so it's well, kind of like te uh, technically that was all their land <laughs> a long time ago you know so they walked here too, bro. Well, hey, I'm just telling you, man. It's it's open. It's open. It's it's an open debate. Is that what it is? Oh Lord, it's yeah. an open debate about all that stuff. We are broadcasting live out here at the uh, Fishhawk Sporting Clays. We're out here for the Trinity uh, Sportsman's Ministries 
uh, clay shoot today. We're also going to be talking with our friend Dave Winters from Black Dagger Military Hunt Club a little bit later on. Uh, he's got a little project that he's got he's been working on with his boys. I mean, uh, Dave is his crew. I mean, they're still 90% of our active duty still uh, working over at McDill in the super secret blacked out uh, darkened room type places and uh, do the jobs that a lot of other people don't want to do, and uh, but even during duty, they still go out and help veterans uh, fulfill dreams and needs and hunts and fishes and all that kind of stuff. If you remember, they were the ones who brought snow to the to uh, then a couple of few months later passed away. His dream was to play and make a snow angel again, and they actually made it come true. They actually brought in a company that made snow and filled his whole backyard with snow and let him, you know, live out his little dream. And, I mean, it was all over the news. He's laying there doing his little snow angel. It could be something as people, simple as that. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. People, the, the problem with the world today is is people who, for somebody who's gone through some stuff over the last couple of months, people don't, you take stuff like that for granted. Yeah, you do. You really but, do. But we're going to talk to him a little bit later on uh, about something that he's working on there, trying to raise some funds for and all that stuff. And it's really I, I, if Hollywood hears this story, they're probably going to make a movie out of it. It's going to be one of those weird type of things. But uh, also, we hopefully get uh, maybe somebody over here to talk about the uh, Sporting Clays event today. I don't know. He's running around like a crazy man. Okay, but we'll see. Yep. Uh, I did want to talk about this before we get too crazy next hour. But our good friend uh, Toby Benoit, who's been on this show many, many, many times. and. Yeah. If you've been out at some of our live broadcasts out of Panasofsky at G5 and all these other places, uh, you know, Toby usually comes out and hangs or, out or with he, us. Or he calls in. I know he's yeah. li- I know he's listening today. I called him a couple days ago. So. Well, a week or so ago, he was out turkey hunting like everybody else, got caught up in some grapevines or something, got and fell to the ground. Of course, after you get done cussing yourself and, uh, you know, you get up, dust yourself off. He crawled out of the vines, got out of there, got back on his feet and was out still hunting and then felt kind of a little bit of a pain in his leg. And he thought, ah, you know, thorn stick, something stuck me, no big deal, all that stuff. So like a week goes by. Yeah. That's how you know he's tough as nails. A week goes by and somebody finally goes, dude, you need to go to the hospital and have them look at this because it got really red really bad it was weeping fluids there was blood underneath As the skin and everything else weeping, weeping fluids weeping That's fluid. a new one. and and so they get in there and they do a little test on the weeping fluid and they're like uh you've been uh envenomated you've been, you've been envenomated and he's like what to say huh and they're like you got bit by a snake and according to the toxic report it's uh in the rattlesnake family so it was either a, a, a oh, pygmy man it was either a pygmy or a small diamondback and it's not his first time no okay so, so he walks around for a week and i had to go look this up believe it or not you can survive a rattlesnake bite you can be very ill he, what you're you saying is he's like a dog like a hound dog sure <laughs> Yeah, some other snakes, they tell you, you know, that you immediately want to go, like copperheads and things like that, or water moccasins, you know, you don't want to mess around. But I always thought, you know, that was my my biggest fear was getting out there, one of those, you know, nine-footers with the double fangs on each side, you know, gives you a whack in the upper thigh area because they can actually hit that high. Yeah. But so Toby's like, dude, can you uh, get, do like a little PSA this week yeah, and kind of yeah. tell people if yep. you're going to be out, 
especially in the summertime. Uh, snakes are out. Get some snake boots. Get some boots. He said he's getting a pair. Yeah, I always wore them. You know, I always wore I wore I, shorts, but I, I also I don't like my... I don't like wearing them, man. Everybody, I feel like an astronaut. With my... I understand that. But what are you talking about? I feel every, like I'm wearing stilts. Dude, every, those 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 rocky ones. Up, yeah. I love them. Man. Everybody makes fun of me. Like I have two pair that I keep, and I almost got hit about two years ago when we were cleaning up, still cleaning up debris and everything else. And it just sent it home to me. It's like I always, it's the argument I get into with people with safety harnesses. And people look at you, well, I'm not spending the money for that. So I'm like, you don't want to spend $100, 50 or 100 or $150 for a good pair of snake boots that if you get popped, like you're saying, you get popped, you go to the hospital. Uh, Thousands. $10,000. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to buy a pair of snake boots, but you got a $500 tattoo? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good job there, Skippy. Well, yeah. Good job. Well, you know, uh, just so you know, if you do happen to get hit, and I, I didn't even realize this, you know, sometimes they, they call them dry bites. You got ones where you can get bit by a snake, but they don't waste venom on you because you're a big defensive target. Bite. It's a defensive bite. They're not there to try to eat you or anything like that if they call it a dry bite so just because you got hit doesn't mean that you got bit you know what i mean so uh if you have the boots on you don't really have to worry about it so much but uh you know in the old days they always told you you know kill the snake bring it in if you can you know that way we can identify it know exactly what to get for the anti-venom and all that kind of stuff now hospitals are telling you don't do that anymore now they're saying that you know Take your best educated guess, or they can actually do a test like they did on Toby where they can kind of see where the toxin came from and, and narrow it down to well, every, whatever snake every, it is. Everybody has a cell phone, so you can snap a quick picture of it. We, yeah, that's what I'm going to be no, doing. I just want people quick to start, selfie with my rattlesnakes. I just want people to start carrying around <laughs> sacks and Instagram. bringing in live rattlesnakes. That would be awesome. Now, yeah. they do say that, you know, with the rattlesnake uh, treatment, usually – don't you know? Don't do what the old movie said. You know, cut it and suck the venom out or anything like that. If there, anything, there's a joke about that, but we won't say. If anything, elevate the leg, ice pack it. You know, you can put ice on it so it'll slow down the spread of the venom, that kind of thing. A tourniquet is not really needed in most instances, depending on where it is. If it's close to an artery, you know, then you might want to turn it. But if it's like where Toby got hit on the side of the calf. You know, that's not so much. It's going to take a lot longer to spread. Um, but they're saying that you just got to kind of watch it. I mean, they tell you you should go to the hospital if it gets bad. Uh, but some people, like Toby, uh, with some Neosporin and whatever it is, he probably, he probably could have walked it off in about two weeks or so. But there are certain venoms that you really want to make sure that you go and get taken care of. And they recommend that if you get hit by a copperhead, coral snake, of course, because that's basically an well, American and a coral cobra. snake's got to chew on you. So, yeah. well, now that's not necessarily true. That's no. also a falsehood, because they say the fangs are in the back, but uh, they can hit you, bite you just as quick. All, all they have to do is give you a little pinprick, and that's it. Well, mm-hmm. you got to remember that's our cobra. I mean, uh, a coral snake is the North Most American venomous, cobra. Yeah. yeah so. Well, He's gonna he's gonna get better and that, and, and heal up. He, I think he, he said he'll be out by Monday. He yeah, should, he should be happy because he's one of the two reasons that only two reasons I'm looking at Facebook was to see what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you know, it's so funny because 
you go to 15 different places and they give you 15 different recommendations on what to do about a snake bite. Some people say ice it, some people don't. Some people say put heat on it, some people don't. You know, don't ever cut, everybody agrees, don't ever cut into a wound no. at all. Make it worse or anything like that. Some people say tourniquet, some don't. Well, so our advice would be you get hit by a snake and you go to the hospital. Go to the hospital. Just go. I yeah. mean, period. And, and you know what? I know that a lot of hospitals tell you that they don't want the snake. They <laughs> do They do want the snake if it's dead, yeah. not if it's don't alive. Bring live, I'm just kidding, folks. Don't bring live rattlesnakes to a hospital, please. Yeah. But, uh, so bang that pillowcase against the wall a few times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stomp on go to, the, go that, see a that, professional. That's the big and wild public service announcement right In the there. parking lot. Yeah. Bang, a couple of times on the ground. All right, taking a break. Second hour coming right up. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Broadcasting live today out of Fishhawk Sporting Clays. We'll be back.